Welcome, guys, back to the Grateful Living Podcast. Today, I'm thankful to have Kelly Maple with me today. Kelly is a YouTuber with 1.79 million subscribers. Her content focuses on reborn dolls, baby lives, vlogs of her life, uh, you know, different challenges that she does, and a mix of uh, different types of videos as well. Kelly, thank you so much for joining me. Of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thankful to have you on. So uh, for people that don't know you, you know, kind of take us back to the beginning where you grew up, your family situation, you know, what type of kid you were, things like that. Yeah. So I've lived in Frank, uh, in Massachusetts my whole life. And um, I started my YouTube channel when I was in sixth grade. I was like 12 years old and I've been doing it ever since. And now I'm turning 20 like next week. So mm-hmm. I'm doing it for a long time. And I love doing my channel because it's just always been fun for me and like gave me something to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious. Do you remember like the first time you were introduced to YouTube? I remember like when YouTube first came out, like I think I don't remember what year it was, but I like remember being in elementary school and we'd like watch weird videos online. Like I remember watching music videos and stuff with my sister and like so I guess I didn't really think about YouTube as like a creator space for a long time. Cause like when it first got started, it was like, like weird, like random funny videos and like music videos and songs and stuff. And then like, as I got older, a lot of people like started making videos of just like, I don't know, different things with their lives and like different content and like some of the original YouTube creators who I'm sure we've all watched. Yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, so, you know, March of 2014, you know, kind of take me back to, to what's going on in your life. You know, you make your first video, um, you know, just curious, you know, what, what, what was the thought process with, with doing that and, and things like that? Yeah. So the first couple of videos I posted were like of my cats and they weren't videos that were like intended to be put on YouTube. They're just like videos <laughs> I had already. And I was like, oh, this is kind of funny. Maybe I'll share it and like post it online because a few of my friends had said like I should start a YouTube channel. I don't really know why, but I did. And I'm glad I did. But I just posted like random videos of my cats. And then um, I don't know how I really got into like starting videos of like my toys, but that's what I would do. And that's how it like evolved into the dolls. And it just kind of like took off from there. Yeah. So you, you, you mentioned it, but uh, Playmobil was, you know, um, the next part after kind of Mittens being the star initially. Um, I, I'm just curious, like, uh, I guess, have you just always been a, a creative person? Like, I was just going back and watching some of the videos and it's like you have all these different scenarios and things like that. I just have you always been creative. I, I'd like to think so. Um, like I would just kind of film what I would usually play with. Like me and my brother would always play like house or stuff with our dolls and like toys. My sister wasn't really into dolls, so she wouldn't really ever play house with us. But, like my brother would. And so we'd play with like anything like Legos, Playmobil, like other dolls. I'd make him play house with me or like we'd play family. And then I just started like filming them and like the scenarios we used to do. And yeah, people enjoyed that content. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and not that this is what it was your intentions were, but, you know, I was looking, you know, a year later, you know, you had 26 subscribers. Um, I'm I'm curious, like, what was keeping you 
going, you know, March of 2014 to March of 2015. Um, you know, obviously later in 2015, your channel blew up a lot more. But that first year, um, was it just for fun or like how, how did you approach it? My channel has always been like just for fun. Like I'd, I'd like to think that because um, obviously I started at just to post random videos and I never intended for it to get big. Like I never imagined that my videos would become so popular. Like, so that was something I just never even thought about. I was just posting them because I was having fun filming them. And then like my friends at school would tell me like they watch the videos and they'd be like, Kelly, I really like this one. And I'd be like, oh, and then I would make more because hearing like the feedback in person that people like them. And then like I had, like you said, like a couple subscribers, like 26 or something. And they like, I had some that would like religiously like watch all the videos and they'd always comment. And like, I got to kind of know them like through the comments and I'd be like, oh, thank you so much. And like, I connected with a few of them like off of YouTube. And so like, I think it was just motivating to like have even just a few people who were like following and staying with it. Yeah. And so, like I said, you know, 2015 uh, was a great year for you. YouTube wise, you know, July of that year, you get to 2000 and then by December you're at 40,000. Um, you know, I guess how, how did you, uh, how did you handle, how did you handle that? Obviously that's, you know, from 26 subscribers and then like, you know, eight or nine months later, you have 40,000. Um, how did you handle the, just the volume increase in, in viewership? I was like not expecting that at all. Um, Cause like I said, I wasn't really making the videos to gain a following. And so I don't know why the videos became so popular, but like, I guess doll content was really like emerging on YouTube during that time. And I was making like creative videos that I hadn't seen any other like people making. And so I think like my audience liked that cause it was so unique. And like, I've watched doll channels as well. And like, that's where I got some of my inspiration from. And I just didn't see any of them like coming out with like scenarios the way I was doing it or like the role play that I would do. And so I feel like that is definitely what like made my channel stand out from other channels. And I've seen like a lot more channels do stuff like that after I've been doing it. So it's interesting to see how like I took some inspiration and then mine became inspiration for others. I don't, I don't really remember like how I reacted to gaining all the followers, but I was just not expecting it at all. That was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious, you know, at that point, and I, I don't know if you remember, but are you, does it become more nerve wracking and like, do you then have to balance out? Like, I guess, are you able to still do your content the way you want to, or are you, do you then become a lot more self-conscious every time you're like, are you still able to like not, have that impact your work i guess i feel like it has kind of changed a little bit like the videos that do the like best for me are baby alive videos and like that's what i did most of and like that's when i was younger and i've kind of grown like i've obviously grown up from youtube and like i don't play with the baby lives that much anymore like i don't really do that anymore and my followers um don't love that. Like, I know I have a lot of younger fans who really enjoy the baby live content and I don't make as many videos of that anymore. So that's been hard, like, because they want that content and it's just hard for me to 
get the inspiration to keep making videos because I've done so many and it's like, what scenario have I not done yet? <laughs> yeah. So that's been hard. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, you know, you were pretty young starting off. I'm curious, like, um, how was your like family reaction or like, were your parents opposed to, you know, you putting yourself out there, um, you know, to thousands and millions of people. Um, yeah. Um, in the beginning, they actually didn't even know I was doing it. Like me and my brother kind of started channels around the same time. And we were just like, yeah, let's make videos. And at first we didn't put ourselves in them, but then we like started like showing our faces and stuff. And, um, yeah, like my mom didn't know I was doing YouTube until like a while in, like, I remember being at Thanksgiving and one of my older cousins, like asked my mom if she had seen like the videos I was posting and she didn't even know about it. So it was like funny that my cousins were watching them and my mom didn't even know because <laughs> it never yeah. really came up. I just like was doing it in my room. She thought I was just like playing with my dolls didn't really know I was like posting <laughs> it online because I would just play like that whether I was filming or not. So it mm. didn't seem any different to her. Yeah. You know, one of the tough things about, um, you know, people watching behind a computer is, uh, you know, they tend to be a little bit more, I'd say, crazy, I guess, than if they saw you in person in terms of like hurtful comments or like things like that. Um, at that, like, as the years have gone on, have you gotten better with judgment or how do you approach that aspect of, you know, putting yourself out there? It's definitely hard at sometimes, like obviously with any kind of following, you're going to get people who don't enjoy what you do and you're going to get haters. I remember like when I was young and still had like not that many followers, I had a few haters and it really affected me when I was like younger. And I remember like making videos about it. I'd be like, stop commenting stuff like this. And it was so funny. And like the supporters would really come at it. They would like attack the people in the comments. And they'd be like, don't do this. And like, I think they still do. Um, but I like, as I've gotten older and there's obviously more haters, like now I feel like with the bigger following, um, you just learn to ignore it. And sometimes I'll block them if it's like really bad, but like most of the time it's just like stupid little comments and I just ignore it because doesn't really matter at the end of the day there's more people who support what i do than who don't and like yeah. if you give them the attention they're going to keep going yeah no that's a good point how how are you managing you know the the fans have seen you grown up um through like high school and now college how have you managed um you know putting out so much content and also you know doing schoolwork and homework like was it basically your I don't know like a part-time job as you were growing up in high school I feel like kind of I've never had like a traditional job and so I feel like that kind of sets me back in some ways but I've always done my YouTube like I always make sure my schoolwork is done first because that's more important and like I'm always I've always been a good student and so I usually just make sure to get my work done so I can have time to do my videos because that was obviously second and it's a lot harder now being in college to try and do YouTube because like my content focuses around my dolls and they aren't with me at school. So I really don't film while I'm at school and I feel bad. Like I, I do feel bad. I have like no content to post. Like I haven't posted in a couple of months because I just haven't 
been able to. And so that's been really hard. Yeah, no, that's tough. Um, I guess like for the, the reborn doll, uh, dolls, like, you know, when you transition from Playmobil to, to those, you know, I guess like, what, what's your thought with transitioning with different content? I mean, as, as I said, in the intro, you, you do like drive with me, you do different, you know, challenges that are going on. Um, at this point, are you kind of like, I'm uh, like, you don't worry about that kind of stuff and what you put out or like, do you have to be strategic? What's your approach there? It's definitely difficult because like different audiences want to see different things. And I have some followers who like strictly want to see like baby alive and what I used to do. And a lot of people, when I started transitioning to more reborn focused videos, they would say like, they're not going to watch, they're going to unsubscribe because they didn't want to see that content. And it's a little harsh, but I can <laughs> yeah. coming from. Um, so it's hard because different people want to see different things, but I know I have people who watch at least like a few people who watch each different thing. So I have an audience for all the things I do, but like certain things are more popular than others. Like, like I said, baby live is most popular and I'd say reborns are second most popular. And then I do other like random things like the vlogs, I feel like don't do as well, but they're just kind of easy to do. Cause it's just like you film throughout the day. And then it's just like a look into my life, but I don't do that too often. Yeah. I'm curious, uh, you know, building community is such an important part of a, a creator's life. Um, do you have any advice to anyone on, on doing that? You know, I saw you did a lot of Q and A's. Um, were there any other strategies that helped you with building community and consistent audience? I think like posting consistently and, uh, like similar content to keep people entertained is good. Cause if I was posting like a ton of random videos that weren't really all about the same thing, I wouldn't have such an audience because my videos are like focused on dolls and people know me as like the doll girl, like people call me that. And <laughs> so I think having that definitely helps build a audience. Cause if you're just posting random stuff that isn't really related to each other, I don't really think you'll get such a following. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. How have you balanced uh, sharing personal info, you know, keeping your own privacy and also letting your fans in? I mean, at, at the level that you're at, obviously, there's hundreds of thousands of people that you've never met, you know, in person. Um, how do you balance those those two things? I try and stay private as much as I can, like, obviously I don't share my address or the town that I live in, but, um, or like the school I go to, but like people know I live in Massachusetts and like, I'll share, like when we go on vacation, like I'll share videos of that after, or like if I've, when I've gone to like New York, um, I'll share that and I'll tell people like, Oh, come find me in New York if you want. And like, I've met a lot of people, um, just randomly, like when I go out and about like at the mall, we always see people and, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, usually we don't say like where I live and I think that helps. How do you handle, you know, obviously family and friends have seen, um, you continue to be more successful as the years have gone on. Um, you know, I don't know if you've seen 
people treating you differently based on that and learning about you being this successful YouTuber. Um, do you find like friends or, you know, maybe even people that you've gotten into relationships being, you know, inauthentic or fake or, you know, are you, do you find it tough determining, you know, who's authentic and who's, you know, kind of being your friend because of your success? Yeah, sometimes it's hard to tell people like what their true intentions are. Um, I think all the people I have in my life right now are truly like good friends to me and like all my family. I haven't really seen any family treat me differently or the friends that I have now that I've like known for a long time. But I feel like it's hard with like new friends trying to figure out if they really want to be my friend or, if, you know, if they don't have true intentions. Yeah. When like now in college, like, do you let people know that you have or do they just like find that out later if they actually end up becoming a good friend? Uh, so I started school during COVID, so it was hard to make friends at college, and especially because I didn't have a roommate last year. So I only made a couple friends, but all the friends I've made are they didn't know about my YouTube because I didn't like share it. And that was the nice part about going to a new school. Like nobody knew that. And so I could just be like normal. I don't know. Um, but then all the friends I have, like they have found out about it after I didn't tell them they all like found out on their own and none of them <laughs> been like negative about it. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious, you know, with the amount of, I forget, I think you've done over like 3,600 videos or something like it's something crazy like that. Um, do you ever deal with burnout or just fatigue of being a creator? Definitely. Um, that's definitely something I've been struggling with. And even though I haven't like been home to make content, even when I was, it was just kind of hard to think what people want to see. I just feel like the content I've been putting out wasn't that exciting. And I just hadn't had like any inspiration to make new videos. And that's happened to me pretty often throughout like my career, but I feel like eventually I get over it and just kind of just post something just to get a video out. And then it'll bring back like inspiration for me, just like being there filming. Do, do you want to expand a little bit more on that? You know, I think people don't realize, you know, especially for a creator like you, the weight <laughs> is on you, you know, even if you're doing a reborn, right? Like, you have to provide, you know, 30 minutes of commentary or whatever it is. Like, um, do you want to say anything more just for like fans to understand that, like, you know, it's, it's you as, you know, the part, like the weight is on you. Yeah. Uh, when I first started my channel, like I would post videos every day, sometimes multiple videos a day. And like, I was young, so I wasn't really editing them. I would just kind of like film it and send it right off and like upload it. But as I've made more, like, I feel like I've shared so much of my life. Sometimes I'm like, what do I even like talk about? Is there anything left to share? And so I feel like sometimes my videos don't have like, like if I'm doing like a video where I like change the doll or just like talking about my life, like, I feel like I don't know what's left to share with them, but um, it's also hard to come up with like ideas for new like scenarios when I'm doing like a role play video. Like I feel like I've done everything, but people still want to see it again and again. So I guess that works. I just feel like to me, I feel like it's not that exciting, but if they want to see it, then I guess that's good. Yeah. Um, I guess 
you know, obviously there's an aspect of monetization when you get to a level like yourself. Um, you know, is there anything that you want to say about, you know, getting to that point or pieces of advice to someone who's just getting to that point? Yeah. Um, when I first started YouTube, I didn't know people were like making money off of it. And obviously like my parents didn't know that either. And when my cousins had like brought it up to my mom that my videos were doing really well, he was like saying that they should get it. So I could get money from this because I was doing it a lot. And they're like, she should get paid for doing all this. And so my mom looked into it. And, like, that's how we got it set up. Um, Cause obviously I was like 15, 16. I didn't have like control over my bank or anything. So we did that. Um, I know a lot of YouTubers get money from like sponsorships too, with working with other brands um, that usually pays better than ads. So if you're able to get a sponsorship, that's really good. Yeah. Um, how do you, I guess, like, can you talk to the people about, you know, a, the day in the life or the week in the life of Kelly? Like, do you, plan out content or how do you approach your life as a creator? I honestly usually don't really plan very much. Like I like to just do my videos as they come to me. Like if I have an idea for something and I have the time to do it, I'll do it right then and there. But if I don't, then I'll like wait until I have the time, but I don't usually plan anything. I just kind of like, I don't know, do it as they come. And I try and upload like around the same time as when I film it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'm curious, how do you uh, manage so many, uh, like social media, you have like five Instagrams and things like that. How do you, how do you like manage all that? Yeah, I have a, a few different Instagrams, but like for different things, like I have my main account for mostly like I post like my collection and then like just stuff that like the followers would want to see. And so that's pretty similar to my YouTube. So that one's pretty easy to manage. Um, I have like a personal Instagram and that's just like more just focused on me. Cause I don't really post myself on like my YouTube Instagram. And then I have one for my dolls that I paint cause I'm an artist. So that one I just use to, I kind of like a portfolio and then I have like a couple others for like my pets and stuff. Yeah. You, you talk about it a little bit in the, in the videos. And I don't know if you want to talk about it today, but, um, you've mentioned having an eating disorder, um, before, uh, do you want to talk more about that? Yeah, I can talk about that. Um, ever since I was like little, I think around five or six, um, I, it's called ARFID, like avoidant slash restrictive food intake disorder. And so I only eat crunchy foods. Like it's very like texture oriented and like, I don't eat any, uh, fruit. The only vegetable I'll eat is corn and it has to be on the cob and it has to be like crunchy. Um, I don't eat any meat, only, uh, very well done bacon. Like I it's very specific. Um, like I mostly eat like cereal crackers, like pretzels, like stuff like that. So that's pretty hard. Cause like, I don't know, it's hard to eat places. Like I don't like going out to eat with people or if I do, I bring my own food. Like I'll bring cheese. It's in a bag. And like I eat that. So that's pretty hard. Like on my social life, it doesn't really affect my YouTube that much. Cause like, I don't, eat on my videos very often mm. yeah yeah um i guess in terms of uh you know editing or upgrading your camera or things like that do you have any advice on 
on that? Is that stuff you just self-researched or um, how did you get better at that aspect of it? I guess, yeah, I'd say like self-research. I just kind of, um, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'd see like other videos from other people and be like, oh, their camera looks nice. Or like their audio sounds good. And I would like look into what they use. And so I like, upgraded my camera based on like other videos I would see. And I would like research what cameras I thought would work best for me. I've used a lot of different cameras and I love the one I have now. It's a Canon... I think it's like the D7i. Um, that one's really good. It's good for videos and for photos. So it works for me. And for like editing, I use Final Cut Pro. I used to use iMovie like when I got started. And then I was like, this doesn't do like what I want it to do. And so I wanted to upgrade to Final Cut. And that was a really good investment. Cool. Do you have any advice for anyone uh, starting out their YouTube channel? I would definitely say to post consistently and like I said, like stick to your content. And so you'll be able to like grow a following of people who want to see what you're making videos of. I think that helps a lot. Yeah. Um, I guess, how do you, how do you look at your future? Uh, do you plan out that kind of stuff or do you just kind of go with the flow? I think I go with the flow. Like I don't really plan much at all. Like even college, I didn't really <laughs> plan very much on that. I didn't really want to go to school and my mom wanted me to. So I've been going to school, I think for her. Um, I think I'm actually dropping out next semester or at least taking a break. Uh, it's just been really hard on me. And so I just need that like break, like mentally. And like, I think career wise, it's a good decision to just go back to what I've been doing. Um, but yeah, I just kind of go with like, go with the flow, go with what makes sense. I feel like. Yeah. Is is there anything you would uh, say in terms of mental health advice for creators? It's definitely important to take breaks when you need it and just take the time to yourself because I feel like a lot of creators, especially ones who like have a strict schedule of like, I need to post like every Tuesday and like Wednesday, like if you have a strict schedule that it's a lot of strain on you to try and upload. That's why I don't really plan on like uploading like at the same time every day of the week and like all that stuff like I used to post every day and even that was like hard and then I started like stepping back and it just helped me a lot and like not pressuring myself to make videos has definitely helped um I feel bad because I haven't been posting as much content the past like year but I've just like needed the break to work on myself yeah it for you like now how just for the fans, I guess, like how long does it take you to produce a video for context? It probably takes me around like an hour to two hours to like film it, depending on like what the video is. Some videos take a lot longer. Like when I make videos that are like 20 or 30 minutes long, like those take multiple hours to film, like the setup and just like doing all the stuff. Um, and then editing probably also takes me around like an hour to two hours per video. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I guess, um, you know, how has, uh, you know, you were a senior in high school, I think when COVID first came out and, uh, you know, as you said, college, you've had to deal with it too. Um, you know, how has that affected your life as a, as a creator or as a person, either one? 
It was very hard on me, like both as a person and creator. Um, from as an artist, um, I was supposed to be doing like uh, an expo in Utah that summer, and then it was canceled. So as an artist, that was hurtful to my business because I was supposed to be like going and selling for the first time, and that was hard on me because I've never like done that before, and I was really looking forward to it. Um, but as like a video creator, it was actually kind of nice because I was home like all the time and I had a lot more free time to be making videos. Uh, that also kind of resulted in a little bit of burnout because like there was just too much time to be like yeah. doing stuff. Um, so I tried to like help myself out and like limit on how much I videoed, but it was like good for me to be at home and like have more time to do my content. And then like personally, it was like really hard, like mentally and emotionally, like going through a pandemic, like we've never lived through anything like that before and never had imagined I would live through anything like that. Like you read about it in history and you're like, oh, that happened like years ago and you don't think it's going to happen to you. So that was like really interesting to be living through like something from a history book. Uh, I'm curious, you know, do you have any, um, you know, tips or things like that for someone who's never played with a baby alive or a, a reborn, like maybe talk about what brings you the most enjoyment in playing with them or something like that. Yeah. Um, when I was little, that's more when I played with the baby lives and like, I always played like house with them. Like they were my kids and like mothered them. So I, I don't know. I enjoy like the mother aspect and like role-playing as like, like it's your child. And I feel like the same thing with reborns because I've always loved babies like even when I was young. So it's nice to have them like they look so realistic. Um, it's fun to like kind of pretend they're like your real baby. Like I've taken them out in public before, which is really fun. It's also a little like nerve wracking when you see people, you know, and you're like, oh, do they think I'm a teen mom? Like <laughs> a little bit, but I think it's fun to like play like that. Are you able to, um, you know, obviously so much of your life relies on social media and the internet are you able to decompress or like you know spend a weekend and not think about youtube or instagram or things like that are you always kind of on and your brain's always like if you see something you write it down as an idea or how does your brain work with that type of stuff i'm definitely always on like social media like when Instagram was down the other day, I was like, what do I do with myself? Like, I'm on Instagram like every hour. And I was like, yeah, what do I even do? So I'm not on YouTube, like all the time as often, like I'll watch videos, but I, especially while being in college, like I haven't been making as much content. So I don't really think about that as much, but like, I'm definitely always on social media, even if I'm not like thinking about what I can do myself. Are you able to contextualize like the impact that you've had, like having videos of like, over 25 million people watch it like does that does that register that's like that's incredible that that many people like you're either inspiring or they're watching like whatever the case is are you are you do you have time to like just sit back and reflect on that impact I don't usually think about it like it is really crazy like that that many people have seen the videos and like it doesn't always like sit with me like the like all of those people like I don't know it's crazy to think about um like when we've met people in person who have watched the videos um that's really inspiring to me because like 
they always tell me like they love watching the videos and like how they like started playing with the dolls again because they've seen the videos and like just the little things they say to me they mean so much even though like they don't even know it yeah no uh you know kelly we talked about a good amount was there something you wanted to talk about um that we didn't touch on i don't think so okay cool well, uh, I just want to thank you and acknowledge you. Like, as I said, it's, it's really cool um, to see, you know, your journey from just doing it for fun and uh, seeing you build a whole, you know, community and, you know, seeing some of the comments of, you know, people being amazed that you're like now in college or whatever, college aged um, because they've watched you, you know, for the last seven or eight years or whatever it is, uh, seven years. Um, that's really cool. And um, I just think it's awesome that you're continuing to show the love of baby lives, reborn do dolls, your life, um, whatever it is. Uh, I think it's, it's really cool that you're able to do that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.